0: Welcome to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast about hip-hop, dating, entertainment, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet, but mostly woke perspective. So <laughs> we are live up in the building. I'm Sean. I'm now. What's up, y'all? And what are we calling this episode? <laughs> we have to call this episode Old Harlem meets New Harlem. <laughs> I'm back in the building. I'm <laughs> up, up in this place. I'm up in the spot. So... Visiting to my old stomping grounds here in Harlem. We in a brownstone on what are we in 138th Street? Yeah, we're on Strivers Road. Beautiful, yes. beautiful neighborhood. Yep, getting ready in a little bit to go to a day party because that's what grown and sexy people do. Uh, you know half about grown and sexy. No, no, no. I don't, I don't really but we, claim it. But we too are grown and sexy. <laughs> that made you old. And yeah. Like, no. So, all right. So, getting right into it. Um, want to talk about the Nas album? We look Nasier. So it came Mm -hmm. out like a couple days ago? It came out yesterday. Actually, last night, like yesterday evening. Okay, so for all right. So, and we listened to it this morning. Mm -hmm. um, Produced by Kunye, which we know that. And Mm -hmm. so, what do you all right? So, let me, I guess, give you my thoughts on it. Being that the whole thing ran, I think it was less than 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. The whole, Mm -hmm. it was seven songs, Mm -hmm. um, really short, you know. Here's my my take on it. Um, Nas will never have another Illmatic, and that's I, I think that's what we we're seeing here. I think it's a good body of work. You know, is it is it banging? I don't feel like I felt bangers like I felt with uh, with mm-hmm. Um It was very short. You know, mm-hmm. I think we were talking about Ilmatic had how many songs? Like seventeen songs? No, that was something else. That was oh yeah. Ilmatic awesome. had more than seven songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lot of sampling, which I think Kanye is known for. Mm-hmm. Which was, I mean, pretty good beats. I just, and, and you know, this is me with, you know, Nas has has always been kind of Black Power to me. Mm-hmm. He's always been, you know, he's been a an example of a Black man. You know, he's he's got different facets to him. Mm-hmm. So he's been pro Black. He's been about the ass. He's been, you know, so many things. Mm-hmm. He's introspective. I just felt like. This was the time for him. This was the platform for him to really come out and say some things in light of, you know, number 45, in light of Colin Kaepernick. You know, it was just kind of, he touched on some things. He talked about Starbucks. It was just kind of in a passing way. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, you know, I would think this man, well, how how many years out are, are we from Illmatic? Um, we came like 20? Out, yeah, it came out in 94. So more than 20 more, more than 20 years. Than 20 years. Yeah. So we're, you know, almost 25 years out. Mm-hmm. I would just... Feel like, you know, he's in a position where his voice, it could have been such a a, a great impact. And, mm-hmm. you know, speaking about Khalees, because we, you know, you and I have talked about this mm-hmm. and, you know, her side of, of what happened in their marriage. And, you know, she just basically said what uh, his first baby moms were saying that, you know, he can't keep his hands to himself. Mm-hmm. I felt like this was an opportunity for him to really speak on that. You know, not he didn't have to come out and say, you know, I did it or whatever, but just as a man, you know, we, we all make mistakes and we're all flawed. And I just don't feel like it was, you know, enough of an impact mm-hmm. from from this. So what do you think? Well, I, I agree. I don't I'm I'm a huge Nas fan. Um, you what know you do, what are you doing with your fingers? I don't know. <laughs> I'm a huge that's what I do when I am recording, so I gotta Chitty. get this. So I'm a huge Nas fan and um I can honestly say this is not an Illmatic. He may never get back to, a, you know, the, the level of Illmatic, but that was a whole different time in his life, you know, different influences, a different environment. So your product mm-hmm. that you produce is going to be different. You're not doing the same thing that you did at 20 that you're doing at 40. That's just the, the, uh, the realism of it. Um, is, is it, could he be, be a little bit more politically impactful? Possibly. I mean, he could. It, it was a political album. He did touch on some uh, a lot of issues. All of the songs were about some sort of uh, the you know the impact of 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 black lives and the government. and so it is there. Was he specific? No. Um, now, in terms of like in terms of like caliisse, I don't know if 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 he owes us that. Like I know as, as fans and from people, <laughs> to go from people, right, you know, right. people looking into it, like, I don't, I don't know if he owes us an explanation. I would like one, but that's not old to me. I'm, you know, that's not old to me. And just because she came out and had a platform for speaking her side, doesn't necessarily mean he has to match what she did. You know, that was her choice to say something now. And it's his choice not to say anything, you know, it's, he doesn't owe us that. He, owe, he owes it to her and and, and owes it to the its you know their union and the child they made together to to reconcile that relationship, but he doesn't owe us anything in terms of that. I don't agree with I I don't agree. Um I think when you put yourself in the spotlight, but he didn't, she did. She put that in the spotlight, he didn't i, I and, and we're giving him free reign to like pick and choose what he sh- what he wants to shed light on and i don't know i just i just have i just have an issue with that being where he is and who he is and what he is to us i think we're so soft on our almost icons we are so soft on our legends we don't well, we don't hold them to task and i think you know if you you want to talk about colin Kaepernick you want to talk about why don't you talk about what's going on inside your own household but why does he owe us that he doesn't always he doesn't owe us that at all now if he decide on a body of work that's going to last forever now if he wants to go and and have an interview and talk about that those issues he have with Khalees, fine but he doesn't he doesn't owe us an explanation at all he doesn't okay i'm 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 definitely that's i mean I, I, I think i think it And like I put myself in his his situation. If I had a personal issue um, going on that someone made public to people that are not inside my circle, um, do I owe it to them to explain my side? No, I don't. I don't owe them anything. Just because you got privy to that information doesn't mean I owe you anything. I just, I think it takes away from his message the same way that he has a Kanye um, you know, basically producing this whole entire album. Now, now what what I am <laughs> what I do have curiosity about is the conversations they had during these studio sessions yeah. because it's like a it's like Kanye is on this side and politically and in his thought process and his streams of thought and Nas is like the extreme opposite. So I, I'm very curious on what their conversation was like in the studio. Talking about the merchandise that they going to come out with in another week or two. Like I think it was I think this is a money thing, and that this, I, and I'm saying that the same thing that you're saying. You know, I wonder what those conversations about, but I, you know, I'm, I want to hold them to task. Just, I just, I want to hold them to task just a little bit more. You know, like you, you're talking all this, you know, pro black and 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 you know things about you know uh, uplifting our community and you know very introspective when it comes to us, And it's like, yo, you. you you got this man that's producing the whole album that just said that was, that said, you know, some of the most, um, you know, dissension causing, uh, things of our time within our community. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not getting it. I'm, I'm not getting that. There's a, there's a disconnect there for me. And the same thing with, you know, he's speaking and that, I don't really think he took as much of a powerful voice, but you know, he's, he's speaking on topics that are relevant to us in our community. And yet, you you can't just, and I'm not saying lay yourself out on and, and you know tell us all that went on and in, in your marriage and you know that 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 transpired years ago, but at least say something, address it because it's it's important. That's just you know that's just where I am. I I I, I think he there was an opportunity there and he dropped the ball. But what we will get is you know Nas t shirts and and hoodies and and merchandise. Well, I think this. it's unfair to to just to to. You go soft, soft. No, 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 no. no. I think it's unfair for for you to just equate this work that he he put in just for a financial gain because I I I think that's really unfair because if you look at it that way, that could be any anyone who who puts out a a body of work that is that is political. It could all it could always be about just and And like like, to look at four four four. So Jay Z Jay Z puts out four four four, and then he goes on. Didn't he go on tour? Yeah, you went on tour. So, can you say that this powerful body of work was all to get financial gain for tour? No, for tour? I, I'm saying it more in le- leading up to no. this whole tour with him and Beyonce. I'm no, I just, just go back. I was saying that you know because she was like, I'm wondering what these conversations about like these two black men who are obviously, at least from what we see, on different sides mm-hmm. of a a, a a very important subject what their conversations were what was about and I mm-hmm. don't think it was that deep I, I'm, I, I wasn't there but I'm just saying I don't think it was that deep I think it was you know so so uh, so be- earlier we were speaking offline about you, you were saying that you think that this album was disingenuous on on Nas, he was being disingenuous. But you you took my words because what I said, said, what I said was what did you say? Okay, I wonder. I was just putting disingenuous out in the air. I wasn't saying Nas, you're being unreal. Mm -hmm. I'm just, it's a question because I'm not well settled with it, but I'm just wondering how do you how do you reconcile that? How do you make an album with a man who basically said your black people was enslaved? Because they wanted to be enslaved, and you over here talking about you know, uh, pro black and, and all this other stuff. Like, how do you reconcile those two views? I'm wondering, like, how and, and be genuine and be true. Like, he's saying, I'm I'm true to myself, and I'm you know, this is I'm I'm I'm, I'm authentic. How do you do that? I'm so, just asking. So, with that statement, I would I would I would be more inclined to to pose that question for Kanye, is Kanye being disingenuous? I put, that's why I said put it on the air. Right. right. Kanye first. Right. But I'm done with Kanye. Like, he's already shown me who he is. So it, it's already answered itself. You know so the, that's why I'm saying for, mm-hmm. Ka- for for Nas, can you please just explain that to me? Because I've already made my judgment decision about mm-hmm. Kanye. I already know where he stands. I don't think there's, there's no smoke and mirrors about it. It's very clear who he is. Mm-hmm. But you, Nas, who... I've got a 25 year relationship plus with you and over the, you know, I, what has, you know, you've been iconic to me and now I'm listening, I'm hearing like, you know, you, you're abusive and you've aligned yourself with this man who is not aligned with us. That's all. Okay. Okay. I mean, I mean, I, 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 I see your point. I see your point. All right. Um, mm-hmm. but it, I mean, it was a, it was a good listen. I enjoyed it. It was real quick. I mean, how many times mm-hmm. did we listened to it today? Like three times it yeah, went, it was it, it was, it was, it mm-hmm. was quick. Um, and it's, you know, it's not, it's not ill Yeah. It's not a, it's, it's, I can, I can listen to it for a while, but you know, I was like, I turned it off. You were like, "Wait a minute!" Yeah, you I'm did. Like- <laughs> sorry, You're like, "I'm done. Right. Now's album done." Yeah, That's what you said. Nas album done. Oh, Uh-oh. all right. Um. So, anyway. Yeah, and i so and just kind of in line with that. I wanted because he, he didn't say anything about your Prodigy. I'm sorry. I was just I wanted to hear a Prodigy. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out or something, and I didn't hear it. Um, but I did listen to the Prodigy interview with Questlove. Man, that was such a good interview! You, you told me to listen to yes, it. Um, it was two and a half a, it was like almost two and a half hours. I mm-hmm. listened to it twice. Mm-hmm. Um, where you know, it, and it was from 2009, it wasn't even like a, a new one, but it, it was surrounding his book, which now I'm I gotta sit, I gotta get on Amazon and find Prodigy's book. Mm-hmm. But that man's life was so interesting. Mm-hmm. And I really don't feel like he got the recognition mm-hmm. that he deserved. Um, like, I I, really, I think his, his, because his life, especially his early life and his legacy, he comes from a musical family. Mm-hmm. Um, I really would have enjoyed actually seeing this like in a movie or something because he I think so its so many interesting parts to his life <laughs> And I'm like, when well, he's talking, I'm like, when he said his father kidnapped what? him and took him to Detroit, right. and was, and it was, robbing. was armed robbery. Right. It was robbing people, put <laughs> him in the car. A little boy in the backseat, I'm like, who does this? So but, it and it just, you know, it it, it adds to who he was. Mm-hmm. And you listen to the body of work, and I'm like, you know, I could make a whole mob deep podcast. I mm-hmm. seriously, seriously could. It just, you know, it just brought back to me that whole, you know, the QB life. And he was, you know, he and he ran through he ran through everything. And it's just it's mm-hmm. so unfortunate that he's gone. Yeah. Um, and I was telling you I was listening to his I thought it was his last album. I think it was called The Hegelian Theory or something like mm-hmm. that. It was so good. It was so good because it's 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 like we grew up with them. yeah, we we really did. And he evolved so much. and he, you know, he was talking about how much of a knucklehead he was mm-hmm. growing up. and the evolution of prodigy mm-hmm. was so evident in his music. And I'm just listening. I'm like, man, he didn't get the, the the you know his just do yeah i don't i think that, like um right before he passed he had a res- residency at uh, the blue note mm-hmm. which i didn't get a chance to see but i think that I'm was like taking right. him to like another level in his career probably, probably you know? could have i've seen i've seen mob d perform probably like three or four times mm-hmm. um the last time i saw them was in miami that was okay. you know a couple years back and it was just a straight Show you know like they didn't need anything. Was they was on stage and I remember uh, Prodigy's mother was on stage Mm -hmm. and she fell off. She was uh, sitting on the stool and she fell off the stage. But it was just such a good. It was just such a good show. The energy and everything. So rest in peace, Prodigy. Mm -hmm. I I I I love that interview. I mean, and I'm and like you said, turning it into a movie because he has a book now. Now I'm looking for the book. Mm -hmm. He wrote this book. Who knew almost ten years ago. Mm -hmm. But um definitely a a, a a a timeless podcast i really i really enjoyed it so yeah i'm glad you um you finally listened to twice. it twice i've been I've begging been you twice. like you did you did. Did listen you to it? it did you listen to it i did i did it was, it was good. very very good mm-hmm. okay all right moving on moving right along what do we have what are we talking about uh are we gonna talk mm-hmm. about camille leaving Pill cosby Pill cosby <laughs> <laughs> so very briefly so i read that the pudding, uh, the pudding popper right <laughs> Uh, Camille Cosby is filing for divorce from Bill Cosby after like 54 years of marriage. They have five kids. Ooh, they have five kids. They have two. Their ab- son was killed back, I think, 1999 mm-hmm. in a car a- And then their daughter recently passed away from renal failure. Yeah, yeah And an they're illness. both buried on the property. Which I thought was yeah. So um, she um she's left him uh, in lieu of him being convicted of uh, aggravated assault. So she's moved from their Pennsylvania compound and up to Massachusetts, she's taken all of their grown ass kids. Their grown ass kids. <laughs> she, she took her kids, Bill, left <laughs> you, your ass, um, and took all their staff, their drivers, their chef, and poor Bill Cosby. He's uh, he's home uh, preparing for jail.
1: Um, you know,
0: preparing to serve up to thirty years. So, and I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't even imagine how. How you prepare for jail at eighty years old? I mean, I think at this point it's like you know what you go and get you some pills for real. Get you some of them pills you was given. This you get a pass. Right. <laughs> go on to the great buy and buy. Right, you know, <laughs> don't, just go have a good laugh. But just go bye. I, Cause what is he? Is he eighty? eighty years old. Eighty years old. Mm-hmm. He's eighty. Mm-hmm. She's fifty-four. He's eighty and. I just, I, he's not going to outlive this this prison state. I think she probably got a lot of heat for that comment. She where she likened what was going on with him to like lynching. I think, I, I, I just, I can't imagine what the backlash was like. Really, lady, mm-hmm. she compared. Uh, Bill to what happened with Emmett Till. It was just Man, apples and oranges. Two, uh, what, are you, what are you things. talking about? Somebody, somebody probably had to sit her down, like mm-hmm. you know. So th- I think it's more for saving face and and posterity and peace for her. I've also heard it's like a, a business move to, to divorce him. Uh, I guess because after this conviction, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot coming of civil after the estate. Yeah, so maybe it's to preserve some of their money. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that could be, could be a very, that's a good one. I didn't even, I didn't even think about that one. She better hurry Mm -hmm. up. Yeah. I'm just, I don't know. I just looking at her, she just looks like such a nice, sweet lady. But I just, for me, I just, we had this conversation. I just Mm -hmm. think she's an accomplice. Um, I just think she knew about it and she didn't say anything. However, um, there was also, I was talking offline to some people about it and they were like, you know, who's to say that she wasn't abused herself? And, you know, maybe she saw the abuse that was going on and didn't say anything because she, too, was abused and in a different state of mind and didn't want to report it or whatever. But I just give her a, a huge side eye, like a, yeah. a, a huge side eye. I just I just can't imagine being being married to someone for 50 years. After that amount of time, you know, you, you know, this person they have. Well, te- she said she acknowledged that he was a serial cheater. So she just cheating, didn't know what was going cheating on. And was cheating and raping is, is too difficult. I agree, but but when you give a pass for that type of behavior, you don't know what's going on behind those doors other than he's cheating and he has these women. Then But I'm sure she's heard stories. Cause this is like the the, the worst yeah. kept secret. So I'm pretty sure she she heard rumors that what was going no, on. No, he did it like Eddie Murphy did. Remember he's like, Yes, we fucked that fuck, but I make love to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, probably, he probably gave her one of those. I don't know. And, you know, mm. just look. Do you, Camille? Because you were saying some stupid shit before. Yeah, you so. will. And I, I just, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just finally get with the program. I get. I, she, you know? she does not have any of my sympathy at all. Mm-mm. Just none at all. I just, I, I just, I can't imagine just being with someone for this long and just not knowing anything that was going on. Yeah. So, but whatever, there right. it is. There it is. All right, moving on. So I wanted to talk about. Are we woke now? A little bit, a little bit woke. Okay. So number 45s, um, the Trump administration, I hate using his name, but the new policy, the policy, which, um, it's basically, it's a zero tolerance policy when it comes to, um, border crossers. So what's going on now is there are children that are being separated from their parents. So this is, this is not a new thing, but, um, in light of, they've turned a Walmart in Texas into a, a shelter. And they said there's like, but 1500 kids, undocumented kids there. Mm -hmm. So because of the administration's new policy of, there used to be a time when you had border crossers and if they were caught, they were kind of sent through a civil proceeding. So, you know, their home or whatever, they're sent back home awaiting their um, civil trial. And of course the kids get to stay with the with their parents. But now because we have this new policy, which is it makes it a criminal offense to cross over these borders. So what is happening is you have these, um, immigrants that are coming over and when they get caught and they're whether they're if they're children that are involved, they're immediately separated. So the parents are or you know the adults are going to jail and the kids are going to these shelters. Mm-hmm. Um which Trump has said this is a law that was this was a Democrat's law, which is not true. This is a blame you know they, right. this is the shit that they do they blame shift mm-hmm. everything and try to make it a Democrat uh Republican thing. No, that's that's not what it is. So um, Senator Paul Ryan, you know, there's been a lot of debate, um, over this whole thing. And he was just basically saying, you know, it's, it's not fair. It's not right. And then the stupid, uh, Sarah Sanders talks, you know, using the Bible once again, how they use, you know, the Bible to say the slavery was a great thing. She says it's biblical to enforce the law. Oh, so wow. it's a great thing. So now, and you know, I think we, we are seeing it because of, um, when they, when, uh, the the whole thing with the Walmart um it looks like a jail you know one of the, there was a senator from Oregon that went over there and he co- actually couldn't get into one of these holding facilities for the kids so he went to another one he said you know it's like a dog kennel like they're keeping these kids in So these- where is it in the Walmart is it like No so there's an it looks like sounds like it's an abandoned Walmart in oh, okay. somewhere in Texas which they've converted into because they don't have enough room to hold all these kids you've got can you can you imagine no. the um, yeah? So can you imagine the the people that are coming over now? It you know they like I said there used to be a system in place where okay you they get sent back, but it's a civil proceeding. Now it's criminal. It's criminal to come over here and cross these borders. So that mm-hmm. means you know kids are the kids are automatically sent to you know through Department of uh, Health and Human Services. They become wards of the state. Um, and the issue is what's going on with these kids because mm-hmm. we're not allowed to see what's going on with nobody they're not allowed to interview the kids so you don't know mm-hmm. what the um, what the conditions are other than you know secondhand like I'm saying the the Senate, the Oregon senator was saying that it's like a dog kennel these kids are kept um, in these places and it's very dehumanizing so mm-hmm. um, my issue you know amongst and we've had this talk before with, Our policies regarding the borders, and you know how um, I am for open borders, and I'm for making it a safer place, Mm -hmm. um, and making that journey safer. I mean, they're coming over here for you know for a better life. They don't they don't come over here to pillage and shoot and kill and destroy. Mm -hmm. They they come over here to improve their livelihoods, and I think that's that's a huge you know from a human perspective, that's what we are supposed to do, Mm -hmm. and we're supposed to be of service you know to each other. So you know, dehumanizing these people for crossing over a piece of land, which is, it? you know, in theory, it's not even ours anyway, is, is barbaric to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, not to mention the psychological damage that are going on with these kids when they are, can you imagine, you know, coming over here, being ripped from your parents, mm-hmm. being put in these The kitty jails. That's what it sounds Mm -hmm. like. Even that journey coming, crossing the border is is, can be traumatic. You know, I mean, it's 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 a life or death thing. Like truly, you know, they're crossing the desert. It's Mm -hmm. it's it could be it could be life or death. And then now we are subjecting them. And it's it just seems like this administration, you know, in line with everything else, every Mm -hmm. policy, we don't, you know, don't they don't care. So don't care what's going on. So you know, I I was reading a story where. Uh, some of the border patrol were telling the kids after they'd been separated from the parents mm-hmm. um, that their parents were lost and the kids automatically, you know, that equated to my parents are dead. Right. And I think I read somewhere where they were um, there were some a lot of instances where they told the kids they were taking them to get a bath or take them to the bathroom when it, essentially they were separating them from their, their parents. Yeah. This is know? like Sophie's Choice, like concentration camps. And that's. Yeah. yeah. And So being separated from their parents and then be putting these holding cells with no type of supervision you don't know what what's going on in here you don't know what the the supervisors the guards you know you just don't know what's going on what's happening so yeah. it's, it's a very i mean we we need to change this policy and i'm i'm telling you you know the midterms are coming up we People need, to don't need get- we need to get rid of this man true indeed number That's 45 what needs to needs go to happen and we, i talked about the midterm elections um i know for new york i can't stress it enough it is june 26 it's coming up it's in 10 days mm. get out there and vote yeah and if you don't live in new york whatever your respective states are find out when your um your midterm elections are and um go vote please please it's important thank you it is important all right um moving on I think we're at the phone. Fun- Where are we at now? <laughs> Where are we at now? Ooh. <laughs> are we at the week? Weekendy. Weekend weekend-y report. <laughs> Woo! I'm telling you, we need theme music. We All right. Do. So uh this question comes from a listener. And it's it's really more of a um, it's a it's a it's a poll, or it's a it's a poll. Mm-hmm. Um, so the question is shaved or unshaved. And circumcised or uncircumcised, so, so shaved or unshaved for men and women, and men just... and women, yeah, okay, so bold. shaved or unshaved. So, okay. um, it's an opinion. Okay, uh, but I, I thought it was really interesting because we actually had a really great conversation over what were we drinking last last night? Um, we were drinking beer. It sounds so. I know it terrible. sounds so whatever. I, I waited forty years to start. Okay, being we're gonna... drinking. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, but so the question was shaved or unshaved. So. In my opinion, I think for a man, I think the best thing is to be shaved. Um, There's, and you could, you know, I mean, just the illusion-wise, it makes everything look bigger. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, you know, you don't want to. If you're going down there, you don't want to smell like an armpit. So, and and hair tends to grab and hold on to every every little damn thing. So, um, I'm definitely a fan of the uh, unshaved. What about you? The shaved I mean, shaved, thing? I'm shave. sorry, okay. shave, shave, shave. Um, you know, it. Do- you don't necessarily have to be completely shaved off, but I do would prefer to, you <laughs> like, like clean it up, clean all that shit that's growing down I told your you leg. So, conditioner. It's- shave that shit that's, that's crawling down your bad. leg. Um, you don't have to be completely like hairless down there, but just you know, tidy it up and you know, sh- you know, clean up that area. So, yeah, so. Yeah, you don't have to be bald, but just clean it up. Yeah, def- I mean, definitely, definitely mm-hmm. shaved. Right, so appreciated. Um, and I think I mean, and even for myself, I don't, I don't, I, I do shave down there. Um, it's not completely bald. Um, but yeah. I, I use a um. <laughs> I used like a, a hair electric uh, face shaver that men use and, and really? clean it up down there. Yeah. You ever, I like, did... you ever like go completely bald and then like go out somewhere? Like... It's a wonderful <laughs> feeling. It, it is It is wonderful. It's wonderful. But you know, so I was in a long-term relationship before and my ex, he liked the hair. So the whole time we were together, I rarely ever, like, I you know, I didn't shave that often. I would like clean it up or whatever, but- he didn't yeah, look like Wolfman Jack. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, to me to myself or others, I can't you know, do being it. In, and that was and so being uh, newly single, a few, that was like the biggest concern for me. Like, what do I do? Because I see these, you know, should I say I watch porn? So I see these porn. I see all these this porn, and all the women are like naked down there, like yeah, I don't know, I baby butt naked. And so I did go and get waxed one time. That shit will never happen. So, if if, if mm-hmm. I'm with a guy, he insists on me getting waxed. It's, it's enough to break up. <laughs> you got to get waxed too. Ooh, that's a painful, painful experience. Is- and I've said this before. I mean, I've had a collect me and I've had a baby and shaving. And, yeah. Mm, 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 all the vodka in the world. Yeah. So, yeah. It's not fine. All, all right, right. So, what about circumcised or uncircumcised? Um,. Now I will say this: You can't be hairy and uncircumcised. You gotta choose one. Pick one. You can't have both. (laughs) Not both of them. Not both. Um, Uncircumcised. I I I was with what I do that was uncircumcised before. Um, It's a little weird. It's a lot of it's a lot of skin. It's like it's 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 a lot of skin. It's like your little man is hiding in there in this little hood. But I think I prefer you being circumcised. That was in my younger years. Um, now I, I think I do prefer you being circumcised. Yeah. Yeah. So I was telling the story it was back in my um dating, my da- my young dating days, and I told you I dated a man for two years, and you know, it was after we had a conversation after and he's like, you know, I'm uncircumcised. I had no idea. I don't understand how no, no, you no. just don't well and I know. and I, what and I told you that this particular fine young man. He did not enjoy head, and he did not, he did not give head, and he did not. So he never take walked it. around naked. Of course he did. But so- I did. I'm telling you, it was so big, it never like shrunk back into the to the shell. It was. It was always. It was always very huge. So I. Honestly, my I, I did not know, and I mean, it was a shock to me. He's like, you didn't know? I was like, no, we never had a conversation about it when we were together. And I, I need to see this penis. You have a picture? You know? I know. <laughs> no, I don't. And I was telling you, like, the game was so real. He didn't have to do all that other stuff. Like, yeah. really, he didn't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. I was very, I was quite surprised. So just mean, you know, my at the time, mm-hmm. you know, maybe my um, you know, my my dick vocab. Or whatever you call it, wasn't all that great because I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't see. Even now, I'm thinking back like it didn't. I, I don't know. He, maybe he was. He wasn't so much of a grower. He was already grown, right? So he was already. He was. He a, was a showstopper. He was a show. A, a, a showstopper. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um but yeah, so I I didn't I didn't know. So I think I prefer it. De- it de- I think it depends on the size because mm-hmm. if you know you you are circumcised and it's not the the girth is not there. It's, yeah. it's a mess and, and you, you know it's like playing with a slinky.
1: Diligent you know, like uh, you
0: got it. <laughs> You know, if you're uncircumcised, you really have to be pretty de- uh, diligent in cleaning it because you know. Oh yeah, yeah. what do they call it, smegma? I yeah, think. we don't what like that smegma. Mm-hmm. You know, like that and sickness. it should not smell like underarms <laughs> <laughs> or onions, yeah, or <laughs> sweaty balls or whatever. Oh boy, yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah, there's, so. there's there's so many other attributes of it that you know, just being circumcised and uncircumcised. You know, actually, there's yeah. a picture of Eric Erica Badu. I don't I don't think these are mm-hmm. permanent tats. I think she just inked herself up uh, temporarily. But I guess in honor mm-hmm. of Father's Day. And so she has like all these all these things uh, relating to fathers on her like tatted her up, and she has a dick on her neck. Stop it! <laughs> Stop playing. Yeah. Can that can that be our? Oh my God! Can we like make that our, our blog art? <laughs> we can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she has a dick tatted on her neck. Erica oh my crazy. God! I gotta see that. Yeah, oh gosh! All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on. Where are we Moving now? On. Are we in the reminisce? Yeah, we yes. have the reminisce. And it's your reminisce. It's my reminisce. And I decided to stay on the Nas theme. Um, okay. All going right. Going back I'm to his. You. We talked about his latest effort, his latest uh, body of work. I wanted to take it all the way back to his first body of work, which is Illmatic. Mm. Man. Classic. Now that's a classic. This is a classic, and. For a lot of different reasons. Now, as a woman, it was a classic for me because I'm like, this is a guy. This was like my perfect guy back then. He was fine as shit. He was hood and I sh- he was smart. I mean, I that's that's <laughs> you the <combination>. is smart <laughs> was smart and you was fine. And 20 years later, that is the same combination that I want. Fine as shit, hood and smart. I, that's the perfect combination for me. Mm. So, um, I've always been in love with Nas. I thought he was just the smartest guy. I remember. Um. Yeah, we had a little, I was a little heartbroken a couple months ago, but, you know, he was younger then. That's another conversation. But anyway, so okay. the reminisce part of this show is you life's is a bitch. bitch. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. To death do us part, Nas. Um, just, just a black guy. <laughs> so it's life a bitch. So, and this is like one of my favorite songs because truth be told, Nas is my one of my favorite MCs. But Az is also one of my favorites. Do you remember when we stalked him at a club in DC like years ago? Don't, you don't remember that we went to Dream and and Az was there and I don't know, girl, I we don't couldn't remember leave that. that little VIP area because you was well, like I don't even I don't remember probably, that. this is here I don't remember that. I remember. I so, remember. Az um, was there. So this um this album dropped in nineteen ninety four. Um it featured A Z. Um this this was A Z before he came out. Um later he came out with Do or Die. Mm-hmm. It also Mo featured Marnie, Mo, oh. okay. yeah. Yep. So um it also featured Nas's father Aludara, uh, he mm-hmm. played the Horn the cornet, cornet, The cornet. The Clarinet mm-hmm. uh, okay. bitch. That's no. what I'm no, like what the cornet no, hornet? like a horn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. I just still- played all right, it was also uh, produced by L.E.S. Um, and it sample Yearning for Your Love by The Gap Band and mm-hmm. Black Forest by Grover Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was AZ's uh, verse, it was first recorded, uh, the first recorded verse of AZ's rap career. And it actually, people mm-hmm. kinda, uh, it's kind of a debate who on was who sounded- Who was better. Yes, because yeah. it was, I mean, I'm almost like, you know, AZ, I can't even think of what he said, but it was, like, the, his lyrics. Yeah, and these are both very... Gave him a run for his money. Yeah, these are both lyrical MCs, mm-hmm. but AZ, like, listen to it now. Listen to it a few times before we started to record it, and I'm, like... At times, I visualized. Yeah, like, and he I'm really like, came through with it, and I, Ooh. you know what? I listened to AZ, and this has always kind of been, like, um, I don't know, a thing with Nas, but sometimes you can't, like, listen to all of Nas and stuff because it's, like, mm-hmm. I don't know about that beat. But A's like I can listen from I know this is a Naz. I don't like going to AZ. Oh ah, cuz that's who we love in real life. Bitch, be out here cheating. Okay. No, like, no. I love Nas But you know, I can listen to A Z and then you know, front to back. Head. I love them both Can we oh can we have a polyamory relationship, AZ and Nas? Uh, oh. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Only on Tuesday. Festival yeah, <laughs> flow. Um, anyway so life's a bitch so that is my um, <laughs> this is going totally last way fast. way way somewhere <laughs> this is going totally but fast. um but i do i do remember that so that was that was 94 and i remember mm-hmm. that was a that was a good that was a good year yeah. that was a good summer mm-hmm. and yeah, when this song came out and you know i'm you know, now that I'm I'm a New Yorker, that's that's this is where I came from. This is my. But you know, I not I've lived so many other places. But let me tell you, coming home here and hearing somebody blasting Illmatic mm-hmm. out the out the car window, it's a classic. Like, it is a every day classic. I'm 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 loving it. I'm mm-hmm. loving it so. And this the one thing I really like about Nas is that you know. It's amazing to me when I when I listen to his music and I read the lyrics. I'm like, this is like porch Like you can sit down and you can mm-hmm. close your eyes and it's. We were just talking about it. Was there a video? And in my mind, I'm thinking there is a video because I have I visualized everything, everything that was happening right? in this song. No but video. really There was no video. There's a lot of fake videos out there. But yep. there's no like real <laughs> official video. Isn't that something? Yeah. So you just had to rely on the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Like that's all. That's all. And the lyrics were so visual. hmm And you think about how how visual it was, but how impactful they were. These were kids. They were, He mm-hmm. was like 18 and 17. Like, these Life's were kids when he wrote this. You know, you and know, it's so deep. You never know when you, you know. going to go. Life's a bitch. So yep. that is our reminisce for this week. Very good. Very yes. good. All right. All right. Well, keeping it in line. We know we have now come to the part of the show where we big up a Black-owned business. So this week, we are talking about Harlem Hops. Why? Because we were there last night. We went there. Yeah. Okay, so Harlem Hops <laughs> is the first Black-owned craft beer bar. It's it's in Harlem. I think it's uh it's on Adam Clayton Powell, like twenty six eighty eight Adam Clayton Powell. Yeah. So it was started by three uh, HBCU grads. That's Kim Harris, Stacy Lee, and Kevin Bradford. Big up HBCUs. Yes, and I understand that they are working on connecting. Like there are brewers of color across the country, so mm. they're going to be um, uh, showcasing their beer. So. I you know, I know you said that you're not a beer drinker. I'm not necessarily a beer drinker. Mm-hmm. I actually had uh, last night I had a grapefruit um beer. It was a wheat beer. It was a German. A wheat, wheat beer. beer, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was really good. It was very good, it which is surprising. Really good. Um I'm not a huge beer drinker either, but I will do a cider beer, which I call it a wine cooler of beers because it's really light, it's mm-hmm. sweet. I can, I could do that. But that beer you had yesterday was very was good. Really it was good. Was, was really good. Yeah. So yeah. So big up to Harlem Hops. They actually opened last week. So we've um, we've uh, definitely would love to continue to go there, I guess. Yeah, so yeah. harlemhops.com. Very cute, very cute place. So yep. yes. Yeah. All right. So where are we now? Let me look at my show notes and just make sure mama got everything. Um. <laughs> did we come to the end? Are we getting yeah. ready to go to our day party? Yeah. We're going to party at a day party yeah, it's and time then be for done for the night. Adult libations. All right. So we've come to the end. Mm-hmm. Please subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. You can find us on Apple. We're in Google Play. We're everywhere. I, mm-hmm. I really feel like we're everywhere because, I, you know, I'm seeing ClassBlocks is really good. We're on SoundCloud, Spreaker, Stitcher. You'll be able to see this video. So if you're watching us, we're on YouTube, too. On YouTube. Um, Catch us on our IG and our Twitter. Our Twitter name, Twitter handle is That's What I Say 3. And we're also on Facebook. We're getting all that together. So mm-hmm. big shout out to Portugal. We have listeners in Portugal. Portugal and in Russia that I wanted to shout Ooh, out. Who so are you people? How love you, you people hear about us? You are love Tell you people. How you heard about us? I'm yes, just in, I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. shout us out and who we have to we have to do one other big up. For our super producer. We have to always big up Vegas. He is a super producer. He is um you know he's just great. We love him. Yeah, All we right. love Vegas. Well, till next week. All right, y'all. Take care. Bye.